Good morning. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Mark and the Interpol back after a long vacation. and Yeah. So we're back east. We fly back last week. And what are you, big time of me? Yeah. So uh, you fly, when you fly on a plane, like let's say that the airline does their job perfectly. Planes are on time. You know, everything, everything with the flight goes smoothly. Right. What are some of the other crappy things that can happen to you on a plane? Uh, uh, like the person who sits next to you might smell? Uh, yeah, or the person that sits next to you is is two times the size of the seat. Like they always say, because I'm not a small human being. So sometimes as a joke, the gate agent will be like, hey, let's put the morbidly obese person next to the other guy. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, so that uh, sucks. So you fight. You end up fighting over the, the armrest the whole time. So that sucks. The person who talks too much, you know, like John uh, yeah. Candy from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, right? right? Sure. Okay. Yeah, when you're just trying to you know, cop a nap on the plane if you can. Or what? the screaming baby. Worst. Right? That's the worst. Congratulations. Okay. Number one answer. Now, uh, on this flight back, at a certain point, I just turned on my, my phone recorder. Why? And just held it up to see what I could catch because there was a kid. I never saw the kid. How old was the kid? Do you know? Can I don't you know. Guess? Can you guess based upon the tone of the screaming? Le- less than a year old, for sure. Okay. It was a baby. All right, so their know. ears were probably screwing with them. My God. But the whole flight, usually a kid will exhaust themselves. What do you mean the whole or, flight? How long How long could they possibly scream? Like, this was the whole flight. Like, here's what I... Hopefully we can hear some of this. Reese's monkey. <laughs> it was crazy. This is all in one clip. Now, did the mother get up and do the whole walking no, up and down I the aisle saw, thing? I never saw any of them. No, see, that's what they're supposed they to do, right? They just stayed in their seat. Yeah, you got to get the kid moving around. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, see, that's that's just miserable. And it was way louder when you're in person there. Yeah, that's it noise canceling headphones. It was inducing, crazy. That is. Yeah, that's miserable. You know, kids will usually exhaust themselves, but this kid had stamina. I'll give that uh, to the kid. Sure, I guess. Boy, girl, I don't know what it yeah. was, but um, and I don't know how old because I never saw them. I don't know how many rows back it was, but it was as loud as could be. All right, now here's the other question: Is you know, obviously, I asked you if the mother got up and did the whole bounce the baby up and down on her knee. I never and, you know, saw a baby walk by. I, I, now, which is more annoying: that the fact that the mother didn't get up and bounce the baby, or the annoying woman who's obviously a mother who looks over at her and goes, you know, you should do that. You should get up and take it. I mean, you know what I mean? That's, 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 that's always that person, too. Yeah, it I makes mean, that situation worse. You gotta do your own thing and figure it out your own way, but yeah, usually you get up and walk the kid around. You know what would help on a plane is just like a little, maybe six by six area where people could congregate just to stretch their legs for a minute. Because you can't do it back by the bathrooms. Everybody, you know, the stewardesses or flight attendants are pushing by with carts and stuff. Right, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the other thing that's annoying is when you end up in the aisle seat and the, and the drink cart just hits you in the shoulder, separates th- your shoulder, tears the rotator cuff. Or the kneecap. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's very visible. bad. Well, uh, welcome back. And, Thank you. And Happy New Year. Happy traveling to you. Time to pick up with Katie, who is on line one, and we're going to do... Mark Neanderthal's story time, but Katie's going to choose the story. Yeah, this is, uh, again, for those new to the program, and, and we, if you are, welcome to the program. It's 2020, and this is Mark Neanderthal. This is when we recount something that happens over the weekend that we can't decide is worthy enough of being presented on the show as an interesting topic. So Katie will be the person to decide for Mark Neanderthal's story time. So Katie, good morning, first of all. Good morning. And Happy New Year. And would you... Happy New Year. Would you rather hear... The fact that I, Mark, 
witnessed a bank robbery over the weekend, <laughs> and I'm fudging a little bit here. Yeah. Or would to you like fair. to hear the tale of Baby Fight Club that I experienced on Christmas Day? I mean, that they both sound amazing. Thank uh, you. Thank you very much. Yes, we lead very interesting <laughs> lives. Yes, oh yes. <laughs> I think I got to go with the bank robbery. The bank oh, robbery. Okay. Baby Fight Club. You know why we don't, we're not talking about Baby Fight Club? We, that's the first rule. The first rule yeah. is you don't talk about talk Baby about Fight it. Club. Yeah. So, uh, so, Katie, on Saturday I was in the bank. I had to make a, a quick deposit, and I stopped into the bank. Now, the line was a little slow. There's only one guy ahead of me, and there was a couple people behind me, but it was moving real slow. Only two tellers, so we're just standing there for a while. So, you kind of, you know, I'm looking around. I'm doing like a full 360, kind of just looking around, sure. passing the time. Right. And I see a guy I would imagine was probably in his 70s, a little bit hunched over. Right. Kind of, he walks into the bank through the front door and he just starts walking in all the way past line, past me to the front of the line. I'm like, what's with this guy? Right. And I'm like, is he a bank employee? And then I see him head to the right. And they've got in the bank a little mini fridge out there that's filled with water because a lot of times when you walk into this particular bank, they're like, hi, how are you? Would you like some water? Yeah, yeah. That's like, like you know, their customer service deal. Yeah. yeah. God forbid I need the bank to make sure I'm hydrated. Exactly. If that's the case, I'm in real trouble. Well, you were at parched First Bank of Parchment and Trust. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I see him, Katie. And Katie, have you ever experienced this where the bank offers you water when you go in or any business? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a nice courtesy. Yeah, they do it a lot. So he goes over to the refrigerator and he opens it like he like he lives there. Right. And I'm like, okay, he must be a, a regular customer. He's gonna grab a bottle of water and get sure. in line. Right, sure, why not? He grabs a bottle of water, stands up, and sticks it in his right front pocket. I'm like, all right, that's that's unusual. He's wearing like cargo shorts. Right. And he bends down, he opens the fridge again, grabs another bottle, sticks it in his left front pocket. Stays down there, grabs another few bottles, holds them under his arm, and then just walks out of the bank. Huh. Like, what the hell? So, I, I'm... <laughs> and it's still... Is that technically bank robbery? It, it's probably not technically bank robbery because they do offer the water, but I'm but like... But it is a robbery geez, at a bank. Talk about abusing your privileges. The yeah, guy, I go, bit, he, yeah. he goes outside, and I'm watching him. He opens his trunk of a pretty nice car. It was like easily right. 2016, 2017 at the latest. And he opens it up, and he's got like a carrier in his trunk. And he puts each water bottle in its own section, closes the trunk, and then he walks out of my sight, probably down to another business in this very same strip mall that provides their customers with free water bottles. Or maybe to the top of the off-ramp that he's working that day. <laughs> To try and solicit for funds. Maybe so. Anything will help. Now, Katie, would you ever do something like that? No, I'm a I'm a one per person kind of girl. Yeah, yeah, and a law abiding citizen by all accounts. Right. I just thought it was a little bit abusive. I, okay, it's not bank robbery, well, but it is abusing. It is, it's abusing the privilege a little bit, isn't it? Technically, it is robbing. Because what what if what if in the unlikely event you were parched and they, and he took the bottle, <laughs> there was no has, more water. in He there. has robbed right. you of the opportunity for hydration. Right. Because I've always found it like so weird that. Businesses do that. It's like, if I've really got to count on the bank to make sure I'm hydrated, I deserve to be dehydrated. Yeah, I would think so, yeah. All right. Anyway. You might have had to be helicopter airlifted out of there in one of those baskets and spin around like a... (laughs) And I could sue. Yeah, maybe. So, all right. Well, thank you for joining the program, Katie. We appreciate it. And you have a terrific 2020. Thank you. All right. There you go. Katie made the decision.
abusing his privilege is what the guy was doing. I still think we need to talk about Baby Fight Club because it was hilarious. I don't think we're allowed to talk about yeah, it. Well, maybe we should. Maybe we'll, we'll break the law. So, I know we're not supposed to talk about Baby Fight Club, and I think the reason is, A, the first rule of Baby Fight Club is you don't talk about Baby Fight Club. Right. And, B, the reason behind that is because babies are incapable of talking about that's Baby Fight Club. That's so, true yeah, also. Yeah, so there's yeah. that. So. Yep. <clears throat> what I need to tell you about is Baby Fight Club because I experienced it actually on Christmas. Um, I went to the lady friend's family's house. Her her, uh, her sister was having people over for for Christmas dinner. Sure. During the Christmas dinner, uh, I experienced um, her sister, her sister's husband, a couple of her nieces and their husbands and their children who are toddlers. At one point, as is often the case during Christmas time, there was a domestic disturbance. <laughs> and this domestic disturbance <laughs> involved the infants. The youths. The youths. The, youths. Yeah, the infants, both of whom are, I don't know, they're somewhere between a year and two years old. Okay. So they're, you know, they're, they're just starting to walk. And, and how's their starting, relation? Are they cousins? They're cousins. Okay. They're technically cousins, I think. They're, yeah, I think they're cousins. Yeah. The male of the cousin, because this is often the case with domestic violence, the male is attacking the female. Oh, boy. <clears throat> the male cousin proceeded to whip the female cousin full force into a baby gate face first. I mean, like like steel cage match style, like WWF wrestling style. Like, Except she didn't, she didn't come up bleeding from the forehead, though. That was the difference. No, yeah. no, but I'm guessing there could be some long-term brain damage <laughs> because <clears throat> she hit this gate full on, full force. Mm. And, uh, and, and, you know, the lack of concern from all parties involved who witnessed this event was somewhat disturbing. Yeah, you, you kind of get numb to some of that stuff when you're a parent. You know, yeah. the kid's falling and, you know, yeah. whatever. I think the first time they yeah. fall, you go, oh, my God, they fell. And then yeah. you realize, well, the kids are more durable than you think they are. Right, right. You can't, you can't have them sit on the floor and circle them with throw pillows. Right, exactly. Just, you can't do it. So. However, I don't think you should sit back and allow one child to throw another child no. into, a, into a cage. No, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's a that's a play schoolyard fight. Yes, is what that exactly. is. Yeah. Now was it was it like a plastic gate, like no, a play school the, kind of thing? No, or? it was the t- it was tin. You know the the aluminum. Oh, ones okay, that, gotcha. It's and here's where the, this is the rub in this did whole it, thing. Did, it, did the gate hold? No, and that's where the that's where the controversy comes in. Because there was less concern for the well-being of the children involved in this fracas and more concern with the installation of the baby gate. Mm-hmm. The idea that the baby gate was not able to withstand a child being thrown through it at full force was a, st- a source of consternation well, it for, should be. for the baby's father. <laughs> and, and by the way, the male baby's father, the assailant in this situation, mm-hmm. his father looked at... Um, the grandfather, which is basically his father-in-law, sure. and argued that the grandfather should have installed the baby gate a little bit more securely, mm-hmm. lest the baby gate let go when a baby is thrown through it. Well, you're trying to keep the baby on one side of the gate, so you do want it to stay shut. Yes, but with how much velocity are, is a baby gate expected to withstand? Is it like is it like that commercial where they shoot the log at a at a window, like the Pella windows or whatever it is, to, to, to withstand hurricane forces? You got to go to the manual and check what the <laughs> what velocity, what age, and so forth to see what you can expect. Because that's yeah. where the issue was. The issue wasn't the safety of the child involved. The issue was. How dare you install a baby gate with not enough spring pressure to hold right. up to withstand the force of a child being thrown through it? All right, well. <laughs> Girl, 
can get MMA training and take on that kid I'm later in so, yeah. life. Yes. Yeah. So, Absolutely. You know, I, witnessed, uh, I witnessed Baby Fight Club and a little bit of domestic violence on Christmas, and the police were not called to the establishment. So no harm, no foul. All right, then. Just back from vacation. Lots to catch up on. Like, right, for yeah. instance, we have yet to congratulate the Arizona State Sun Devils on their big win in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl over Florida State and thus winning the national championship. Wrong. That's not the case at all. They just, they just won the game. They didn't win the national championship. This the, the, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl is not for the national championship? It is not, and I don't believe it ever has been. When did they change that? Uh, in the beginning, I think. Really? Yes. It's Sorry. not for the national championship. No, no, the no. Tony I, the Tiger Sun Bowl. I know the prestige of the Togi, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl yeah. is is high, but I, the, the Sun Bowl itself has existed since 1935, and I don't know when it became the Tony the Tiger Bowl. I mean, let's face it, that does raise the game a little oh, bit. It elevates it. it yes, absolutely. Certainly. In so, fact, so, right, yeah. So when the players dumped the Gatorade jug of flakes over Herm Edwards at the end of the game, that was just for winning the game, not the national yeah. Yeah, no, there wasn't, it wasn't a national title, no. Damn. No, no. I, I, okay, I must have missed that. Yeah, you did miss that, but, unfortunately. Um, but seriously, folks, um, <laughs> why is the national championship game a week from tonight? Shouldn't it be tonight? We, I, have we not stretched the bowl season out long enough? I it's, thought the uh, I thought that the uh, the Tony the Tiger uh, the, the the national championship thing. I thought it was like the week. It was the Monday after Wild Card Weekend, wasn't that how that happened? That's what I because there's thought. no more Monday Night Football, right? So they do it the Monday after, right. sort of, you know, and squeeze it in between Wild Card Weekend and. All right, well, yeah. I, I have no idea. We've stretched, uh, we've stretched the whole thing out long enough with the Gasparilla Bowl. Yes, yes, and I think so, yeah. the uh, the Camping World Bowl and the the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. What in the name of Bo Schembechler <laughs> is going on out there? Yeah, you know there were so many bowl games that Woody Hayes would have to hit somebody in the helmet to find to find someone that's not competing in a bowl game. Exactly. You know, here's the thing. Uh, I also found out uh, I was watching. I forget which bowl game it was. I think it was Michigan against Alabama. And Michigan fans are fun because, you know, they like to throw shade at Ohio State fans. Who, by the way, Ohio State lost to Clemson, and Clemson's playing for the national title and anything. But have you ever noticed the people with the least amount of athletic ability and, and academic achievement are the ones who, who cry the most mm-hmm. about winning and losing? Like, for example, I mentioned the fact that the Arizona State uh, fight song is 48 seconds long, which is 47 seconds longer than their national title aspirations <laughs> every year. And Guido, our producer, shot me a death look over there. You didn't even go there. Will you, will you relax over there? All right. All right. <laughs> he does pay for season tickets every year. Yeah, well, yeah, but that does, so that gives him a right to, you know, to look at me for it making him a right a little to, entitled. Yeah. yeah it what? gives him a right to get liquored up at the games and cause mayhem. That's it. Yeah. That's all right. it allows him to do. Right. And complain about no tailgating. Right, exactly. Right, yeah. yeah. But you fly the flag for ASU every year and you didn't even go there. No, I did. I I totally do. That's that's yeah. No, that's he's our a, family's. Uh, yep, it's your family's tradition. You're now, a fan. Now, did you watch the Tony the Tiger Bowl? Was that on television? Even I, I streamed it on CBS because <laughs> I don't have a a land antenna, whatever they call those, the terrestrial. Right. Yeah, one. right. But right. yeah, I mean, it was on CBS. Oh, all right. And yeah. and were you were you thrilled at the victory? Did you grab yourself a 
a bowl of, of frosted flakes <laughs> during the whole time. I, I got to see Herm Edwards getting, yeah, covered in frosted flakes. Yep. Did they um, really dump frosted flakes on him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Oh, they did. They I was did. joking. No, they literally did. It's it's the whole Gatorade thing. It's All right. The, yeah. Well, that's perfect. At first, I, love I, was, it. Yeah. I was thinking it was orange Gatorade. I'm like, yeah. man, it's freezing out yeah. there. Why'd you do that? Yeah, it was frosted flakes. All right, I can't wait for the Apple Jacks Bowl next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually would want to attend that now. Yeah. I want to yeah. eat the field. Now. Yeah, I was just thinking to myself, I might volunteer to clean up after the game. Such a yeah. waste of good cereal. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there. We're just talking behind the scenes about the woman who got slapped by the Pope. I, I, I didn't even know about this until no, I... No, no, I was, no, no, rephrase that because she didn't, she didn't get slapped by the Pope. Well, he slapped her hand. Yes. Okay, let's make it clear. It's not, right. like, it's not, like, it's not like the Pope walked up and Mo Howarded her in the face. Okay. All right. Yeah, no. Okay. He didn't, you know, he didn't sweep her leg. He didn't sweep the knee. You got a problem with that? <laughs> so this was, I guess this was New Year's Day. He had done his... his, his speech or yeah, he homily did, or whatever it is. I, I guess he does like a, a, you know, like a New Year's message to the, you know, the congregation. And so he was shaking hands with, you know, shaking hands with people afterward. And they had, he's of like, course, had the, the, metal, the metal barriers and everybody in this huge crowd is behind the metal barriers. He's walking along it. Yeah, he's walking along it like Arsenio going in the front row of his crowd. Yeah, you know what I mean? And slapping know, hands and, you know, shaking hands exactly. and stuff like that, you know. Real yeah. quick. He, and he, you know, you can only do that for so long. So he finishes up. He starts walking away. This woman... Who didn't? He didn't reach her in the line. He, she reaches out. She grabs him and yanks him back. I mean, she could have knocked yeah. him over. He's, yeah, no, no, he's, it was, he's it in was, his eighties. It was for it was with force. She yeah. grabbed him like it was like you know, like you're trying to run away and somebody grabs you and you get jerked back like yes. that. Yeah, and it was he, bad. He could have separated a shoulder. He, yeah, absolutely. He turned and he was like, "Hey, hey!" And he slapped her hand several times <laughs> to break the grip. Yeah, it was like it was, it was crazy. Like, looking. It was like a guy tapping out in MMA. Yes, <laughs> he hit her so many times. Yeah, absolutely. Can you? I mean, it was obvious because you can see this woman. She makes the sign of the cross on herself. Right. As, yeah. as he's approaching, she's like, "Oh my God, I'm going to get to touch the Pope here." Right. You know, and she got slapped by the Pope. That's like that's like Mother Teresa coming up and telling you you're beyond hope. <laughs> There's no redemption for you. It's almost like going up. It's like running into Captain Kangaroo in the men's room, and he gives you a royal flush. <laughs> he puts the knee in your back and yes. starts starts flushing yeah. in the urinal. It's yeah. like Mister Rogers not having time for you. Mister Rogers elbowing you out of the way to cut you in line or yes. something like that. It's like Big Bird kneeing you in the junk. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing fun about that. Yeah. I went to the Vatican, and all I got was this T-shirt and slapped oh, by the Pope. Funny. By the way, did I ever tell you I touched Pope John Paul? But I didn't touch him. Which is, by you the touched way, his garment. This, right? I did touch his garment. Yeah, back in in, in the early '80s when he uh, was in Dorchester, Massachusetts. This was back before they put before him in the, the Pope Mobile. Before the Pope Mobile, yeah. he would sit on the back of a like a big limousine, and his frock and everything would be hanging over the back of right. the car. And he went through Edward Everett Square in Dorchester, and I and I and I touched the back of of his frock, uh, which, by the way, is ironic given the Catholic Church's behavior back then. Right. That I touched the Pope. Yeah. And and but when I went home and told my mother that I, like that my finger you know brushed the edge of the end of his frock she was you would have thought i was the pope yeah she became the most religious human being on the face of the earth oh my god my son is divine now yes let me cut that off and have it mounted (laughs) (laughs) all right it's a new year and uh, we have a lot of new 
listeners to the show. So welcome to Mark and Neanderthal. At this time of the day, this is where we like to point out the foibles of mankind that don't involve you. Unless, of course, it happens to be a local contestant in the Dumbass mm-hmm. of the Day. That's and then right. it might actually involve you. This is called Mark and Neanderthal's Dumbass of the Day. Yeah, and tomorrow at the same time, our Dumbass, when we do that, you'll find out why a woman who had a blood alcohol content level of .256 and was driving said it was okay. Oh, all righty then. We'll find out Nothing that tomorrow. Wrong with that. that also .256 happens to be my uh, my cumulative grade point average after my freshman year of college. True story. Very nice job. Yep. Today's story is sponsored by Arrowhead Harley Davidson. You can check them out at arrowheadharley.com. And you can see this story at the Mark and Neanderthal Facebook page. So in Whitewater, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Churchwell would stop by the Natureland County Park every day to go to the bathroom. Okay. Now, Jeffrey, who is well into his 50s, would go to the park where they have working public restrooms sure. and poop. All right. But well, he's not in really re- getting in touch with nature. Yeah, well, not in the restroom. Oh. He wouldn't do it in the restroom. Instead, Jeffrey pooped right out in the open, you know, as long as there was nobody else around. Well, that's natural. Yeah. Yeah. County workers had to go out and clean up after Jeffrey for almost two straight years. Wow. Five days a week. Well, he's regular. Sometimes several times a day. Wow, he's really regular. Exactly. Maybe even slightly irregular. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Finally, they installed some hidden cameras on the trails in the park. Is that legal? Yes. And the county got footage of Jeffrey, his car, etc. They were able to trace it back to him. They took it to authorities who arrested him. When Jeffrey asked why he did it, he said it was because it was convenient and he wanted to be disrespectful. Why? I, I don't know. But he's agreed to reimburse the county $6,000 for the extra man hours required to clean up after him. Wow. And he will be retiring shortly from his job in about a week. Which is? Jeffrey is a longtime high school English teacher. Oh, well. In Whitewater, Wisconsin. So, yeah, a few people in this town of 14,000 know him. A little bit. Now, this is from the local news report. Uh, Here is a guy that they found walking around in the park, and they asked for his reaction that a teacher had all along been the mysterious park pooper. Teachers are the people that are supposed to be giving our children education not using a park as a bathroom. Well, that seems, I, I don't know, I'm not sure that that's, I'm not sure that those are mutually exclusive concepts, no. but okay. Yes. You know, he's right in what he said, although no profession should be going out there and using the park as their own personal bathroom. And if you do, you're, and if you do, yeah. you should take it and bag it and then hang it from a tree. <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do. And also, I love this one, as the reporter who covered the story sends it back to the professional but hot anchor woman. <laughs> of course she is. She says this. Aaron Maben, Fox 6 News. Have to say, that's a first, Aaron. All right. Thank you. Yeah, that, that's a first. Yes. <laughs> it is a first, even though it's number two. It was number yes, two. Yes, uh, yes. It was yes. the first number two story that she got there. Love so that one. That's mm-hmm. a first. Thank you, Aaron. All right. Well done there. <laughs> so we must make Jeffrey Churchwell today's Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. I think that's a beautiful story you just told. And Epstein didn't kill himself. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud, huh? 100.7 KSLX. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. 
And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Dramatic pause. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Dramatic pause is a go-to for podcasters, presidents, and radio voiceovers. It makes you look really smart, even if you're not. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Dude Shoes. Light, comfy, good to go to.